Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 122. That's 122 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are a sports podcast focused here on the DMV. What is going on, Jerry? How are you, man? What's going on, buddy? You are full Terp gear tonight. I am, man. I, I grabbed my, my favorite little uh, Terp sweatshirt here and... Uh, you know, it's uh, hey man, it's it's college basketball season now, brother. You know, it, it really uh, is. So so you know, Super Bowl was last night. Um, today's the Super Bowl hangover day. Universally, <laughs> why this is not a holiday from work and school, I do not know. Yeah, the kids barely fucking go to school anyway. No, no, and then do. you know, you take something as universal as a Super Bowl on Sunday night, and uh, and the game went pretty late last night. Um, it is. It is. So long. I mean, every oh, commercial brutal. is is, a, is like double the time. Yep. It's got to yep. be terrible to play in that game oh, because you're I playing mean, like th- you're playing like Malibu Grace. Yeah, I, I, well said, Malibu. You're playing like three times the game of a normal. You know. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. Well, you, and last night. So what was it? I heard a stat that um, obviously the game ebbs and flows is like any other game where you know you, sometimes your starters you know. They, 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 they miss a play or two. Next thing you know, they haven't played for five, six minutes, and they're ice cold. Right. Well, for Mahomes in the KC offense last night, in the barely, second quarter, so Philly went on that monster drive right after KC had gotten the fumble and, yeah. the, and, and the return for six. So I think as the clock turned, I think they said Mahomes didn't touch the ball for almost 40 minutes. Yeah. Because, I mean, so, I mean, Philly was on a drive, mm-hmm. and then, then they got the fumble return, yep. so the defense had to go back out there, and they got on another monster mm-hmm. drive. Um. So I tell I mean, you, I tell you, man, Philly played great last night. Philly was the better team. I thought so too. Yeah. Um, they uh, Casey just they, they they've got the the pedigree and they have the experience. Well, I mean, something happened at halftime where they came out and and they saw something in the front or some sort of weakness that they could exploit. Um, and then they were unstoppable in the second half. Philly's only running game was Hurts. That's it. I mean, that was it. They 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 could barely pick up two three yards with anybody else out of the backfield. Yeah, but they really didn't need to. I thought that the whole game they didn't need to because they were controlling the clock and doing right. everything else. But there's just something about that inability to have somebody get the ball out of the backfield and make a play or two. Doesn't have to be crazy. I mean, and the difference there was I thought Pacheco was a difference maker for KC last night. And nobody out of the backfield was a difference maker for Philly. But I'm with you. I, I they didn't really have to run the ball. Well, I mean, what what Philly didn't have is any big plays. I mean, they had the couple passing plays, right? Which I still don't know how some of those weren't intercepted. But they they did not have any like they were just gashing people like three to four yards. Mm-hmm. Then they'd get the third or fourth and one and run that little wedge. Yep, quarterback sneak, which is impossible to stop. Yeah. And uh, their line played really well too. Their line, line is really is really good. But yeah. you know, I mean, Hertz had he threw for three hundred yards. Oh, uh, yeah. It was kind of a quiet three hundred yards. Um, was twenty seven for thirty eight um, for and one touchdown. So that I mean, I didn't know he was going to go for three hundred. I didn't. I mean, I didn't get the sense. But you're right. I mean, he rushed for seventy yards, and as a team, they rushed for one hundred and fifteen. Mm-hmm. So. Gainwell had 21. Miles Sanders, who's the real uh, surprise, only had 16 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought Sanders was going to be way more involved. That was crazy. But I will say this. Um, game plan-wise, I think both teams were well-coached going into the game, and I thought they executed during the game. And like you just said, this is a nightmare of a game to play in because it's so different than any other game during the year, both the lead-up and then the game day itself. It's it's an odd game time, and then you get the fucking long commercials and the delays and everything else. Very rarely do you see both teams execute exactly what they wanted to in the biggest game of the year, and I think both teams did, which is why we got a really good instant classic. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Hurts fumble really, Man, really was that really that was the game changer, right? Uh, if it, I think the game changer was the first drive out of halftime mm. because they just went down and 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 it was like knife through butter, man. Yeah, they just, yep. no, it was it was like not even really contested. And then from that point, um, Philly's defensive Philly's defensive line didn't really get that much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and once Mahomes got rolling, I mean, he only threw for 182, so it's not like he was dominating, but. 
Um, they definitely had a better running game yep. from their running backs. I mean, they shit. They had seventy six from Pacheco, forty four from Mahomes, uh, thirty four from McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Kelsey had eighty one. Schuster had seven catches for fifty three. But I just think collectively, I mean, if you you know when when Kansas City got in the the red zone, they were sort of like wide open. It was oh yeah! Crazy how it, it, it was nuts, man. Yeah, they uh, now nah, they're good. Um, you know, Mahomes is. I mean, he's he's got to be top. Uh, he's got to be your top active quarterback right now. Yeah, I mean, he know? is. He's he's a machine. Um, I I think Andy Reid should get a lot of credit for that. No doubt. Uh, but I mean, certainly Mahomes. Um, I mean, Kelsey is always open. <laughs> Dude's a beast. It's not like he can run after the catch or anything <laughs> like that. I mean, he usually gets tackled. Where he catches the ball every once in a while, but he doesn't like outrun people. He's not a freak athlete. He's just always open. He he has this dominant presence about him that the only one I can think of is is like a Gronk, like when Gronk was in his prime, and it was just poor like Mark Andrews, but yeah, like like, like, yeah. like like Gronk. He's yeah, right. I mean, they had an innate way of just getting open. Yeah, like their strength was being able to see the field where the where those zones because were. Not really that fast. No. Not a great route runner, but no. like you said, he just he finds little soft spots, gets himself open, and then you get him the ball, and you're you're not taking him down. Until no, he wants I mean, to go you down. know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, Kelsey is just he's sort of unstoppable because he's always going to get you twelve to fifteen yards. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> he was a beast. I, I got to tell you, I think the hero of the game for for KC was probably their secondary because. There were so many plays that Philly did make, like you said, that were just out of the reach of a fingertip of a of a guy. But they didn't really get beat with penalties. The secondary didn't. They 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 had pretty good man coverage, and they were bringing heat on Hertz there in the second half. And right. they were it was that number twenty two. They left him on an island a couple times, and he was making plays, man. And again, Hertz had three hundred. Philly yeah. put up thirty five. You go, how's the secondary the key? Well, when they needed stops, they got stops in the second half. And Philly didn't do that, like you said. KC came out in the second half and imposed their will, and KC's D did just enough to get some stops in the second half. It was kind of a bummer how it ended with the, with the penalty on Bradbury. Yeah, but it was a penalty. Did you hear Bradbury's comment? Yeah, he said he held. He was hoping he's he'd like, get yeah, away I grabbed him, and I hope they didn't see it. Right. You know, I mean, all year we've been talking about you know, uh, you know, the inconsistency of the refs, but that is one call that they have made consistently this year is. Well, a penalty is yeah. a penalty no matter when it happens, but um, it was disappointing because that was sort of the ball game. Uh, yeah. I thought Kansas City was very smart to uh, not score. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> on that point, real quick, so everybody watched the game last night that's listening to this, I guarantee it. So um, KC has, has the first down, and, and, and was it McKinnon? That, that went out of bounds at the two? Yeah. Or whatever. Or d- downed it, yeah. Yeah, or downed it. So if you're Philly, you want him to score. They basically right. gave him carte blanche to score. Don't you almost have somebody who's like in charge of like grabbing him and throwing him into the end zone? I mean, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know if uh, – yeah, I don't know if you could fault. The only thing that you I, like to see is you like to give a little bit more of an effort like you're going to try to tackle him. Yeah. So he doesn't feel the – I mean, he. I think he – when he realized nobody was trying to tackle him is when he – because you saw him look around, right? I know. It, it was you, almost like a delayed response. Yeah, if people were, like, diving at him, they maybe he would – I mean, maybe he wouldn't have. I right. mean, at the end of the day, there's not much you can do. No, right? no you're right. You're so right. That, but, no, but you're right. A, a, a classic like that, you would have rather had that kick come more organically in the last seconds or – have them kick it with a minute and a half left and then see what Philly can do in the last 90. That would have right. been way more exciting. Um, what yeah. I didn't need was overtime, though. I didn't need overtime. No, I was no, glad I, it ended I, what it yeah, did. Yeah, I was, I was going to sleep. <laughs> um, um, and then that, I think, uh, so I think the, the, first, the first drive of the second half, because then you get, then you get, uh, you know, you cut it to three, then you get it uh, again where Tony's wide open. Um, for that five-yard pass, yep. That, that, so that's two in a row. Then you get that punt that just was sort of a backbreaker. Yep. I mean, how can you allow that, right? I know. Um, and then they 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 get that that play to Sky more, and then the Eagles came back with a with um, a pass to Devontae Smith, got a touchdown. Then he ran it in 35-35, and then then you had the latest the the last. Uh, 
series by Kansas City. But um, all in all, it was a very, very well-played game. It really was. Um, I thought it was pretty well-officiated for the most part. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, people I, are talking about that one call, no, but like you said, a, a it's not really call. that – it's not really – it's not like the controversial call uh, – in the new, uh, what was it, New Orleans, Minnesota, a couple years right. ago, with the the blatant interference I mean, I and thought, whatever else. You know. I thought overall Philly got more benefit of a calls. I kind of thought so too. You know? It was actually the second drive, the second touchdown drive for Philly, and um, I thought there was clear offensive pi. Well, and you know their was, fucking offensive tackle, their right offensive tackle jumps every time on every a pass play. Time. I mean, yep. he he starts early every time. Yep, and. Uh, the the color guy who was the color guy it was, it was Olsen, uh, right? Olsen, yeah he was trying he was like well some people may think that's a false start I think it's good bullshit dude it's a false start guy leaves early <laughs> dude you played tight end dude you know yeah. exactly what so he's doing so obviously Lane Johnson's his buddy right yeah right but, right but it was like I don't know why they didn't call it I they don't, never called I it but he could have called it five no six I'm times. with you I thought they got the benefit of the call but but I thought that the like anything that went to a booth review I thought was pretty cut and dry and they actually did it pretty quickly and got it right so it was good there was no I I didn't feel like there was any shenanigans I didn't feel like there was any controversies Um, dogs are going crazy tonight man (laughs) dude they're all fired up man yeah um Hey, it's Wings, Beers, and Tears. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Major's favorite day of the week. Yeah. Um, Major's going in there to protect his sister. <laughs> wants to see what all the hubbub is about. Um, but no, it was fun. And, uh, you know, so that puts a wrap on, you know, the 2022-2023 the NFL season. Uh, another great season. Um, I think you had two fitting teams in the final. And, and I'm glad it went down the way it did. And now we turn our attention as... You know, as all sports fans do, it's like now the chapter. You know, you just right. you, go, you goes back to chapter one. Now we well, start the book over before, again. Before we before we move on, let's let's hit a couple topics oh, that, that, are, that are big. Um, today it was announced that Greg Roman is going to be interviewing for the Commanders, um, and that at some point, be enemy maybe. Um, I'll tell you why I would rather have Greg Roman than Eric Bieniemy. Something's going on with Bieniemy that he has been passed over so many times for head coaching jobs that I think most of most people who are educated on it realize that it's really Andy Reid. Yeah. It's I, not the enemy designing the plays and, and, and seeing this machine. I have come around on this because I thought he was really the, the, the cog. I thought – so granted – I think Mahomes looks up to the enemy big time. Sure. Like, you, he, like when he runs to the sidelines, that's the first guy he goes to. Like he may be cool you know. to talk to. Yep. Right. But and, he he's not the wizard behind the. Right. Reed is the ultimate architect. Right. Reed is exactly what I think you and I hoped Rivera would do, which was to get really, really, really good coordinators, let them do their thing, but have your CEO mentality there. I don't think that at all. I think Andy Reed. Is the offensive coordinator? You think so? Yes, I think he is the guy well, who designs things and calls. Well, he plays. gets even more more right. credit for me. And I think the enemy is just the face guy who helps. He's so like his even assistant. though he's an OC, he's like a glorified position. He's coach. He's like an assistant yeah. to yeah. to read. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. he knows how he thinks. He he can commute. You know, communicate the terminology. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, you I, might be a hundred percent right I, on that. I honestly believe that Andy Reid is the guy. During the week, saying these are the plays we're going to call in these situations. This is the this is what he's the he's the architect. Okay, um, and I think that explains why enemy is loved by the media because he has a title of OC, but he's not really an OC. Hmm. Well, now, I mean, there, there, like you said, there's a reason he's been passed over now. Right? If he was, if he was truly this, you know. If this, he was truly the Sean McVay, the Nick Sirianni, like the next young mind, he would have been picked. He by would this have point. been picked by now. Yeah. Um, now, Greg, here's Greg Roman, right? Greg Roman is a, he's a fossil. He's a fossil. He is a running offensive coordinator. He designs great running plays. Mm-hmm. He loves to run the ball. If, like as Robert Griffith just said today, he's the smartest OC. For the run game he's ever seen, mm-hmm. um, he can design a run against any front you want at any time. But if you're a wide receiver, you have to hate playing for him because um, he never throws the ball. So here's my concern with that hire. Well, it's multi-layered. First of all, none of this matters 
in the big scheme of things until the ownership changes hands, right. until the new regime brings their people in, et cetera. Yeah. The people we're talking about right now are in a lame duck situation. Yeah, but you got to get an OC. And you you're going to get an OC. You're going to get an OC before you get an owner. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. If you, you get an owner at all. On the one hand, it makes perfect sense, like you just said, because he's veteran. He's a pro. He will be organized. The running game will will thrive. Great. Wonderful. The best offensive players that the Washington Commanders have are wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't want you to mistake the fact that I want Greg Roman. I just don't mind him over enemy. Okay. I'm not Got sold it. on being I my my dream guy is a 35 to somewhere some guy between 35 and 40 mm-hmm. that is dynamic that loves to be innovative and and be like a Sean McVay, yeah. Shanahan clone, Mike McDaniel, right? Um, you know now, all those guys. Now Shanahan can actually design runs probably better than anybody, but that sort of dynamic um, up and comer, mm-hmm. right? I would rather have that than a retread. But here's why it won't happen. First, no, happen. Rivera wants a fossil, of course, right? Because that's what he's comfortable with. Two, second. I don't think he wants an innovative offense. He wants a ground and pound offense. Uh, he's right? basically said as much, right? You know. Um, so he and it, if truly, I think it's crazy to believe that Sam Howell is going to be your quarterback next year. I don't think that if he was that good, he would have played all year, right? Yeah. If he was your number one, then he would have played all year. It's not like you didn't see him in practice, right? Right. So I think that's a huge smokescreen. However, if you are going to get just a ball control quarterback. Um, and you're really going to roll with Sam Howell, then you need an innovative running running game. You know that is true. That so, is true. Um, um, if he hires, so here here's my take: if he in, if he hires Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator or someone like that, mm-hmm. then Sam Howell has a pretty good shot of being because they don't really care who the quarterback is. Don't turn the ball over, bro. I, I was going to say it becomes more of an interchangeable position at that point. Yeah, yeah, and, and they will they will lose more than they win, mm-hmm. uh, and it will not be exciting. No, it'll um, be seven and ten, eight and nine. Yeah, it's just hey, a, we might even we might even get another tie in there. <laughs> be seven, but at the end of the day, you're right. I mean, <laughs> at the end, at the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really freaking matter. It doesn't, right? It doesn't. But but that but when you say that, that means you really don't have any expectations for next year. No, no. I mean, Derek Carr will be released mm-hmm. tomorrow. Um and you know you know who's gonna be released Tannehill. Ugh. I know, but but he's ter- old and but, he doesn't turn the ball over. And in terms of fitting a boring ball control offense, exactly. Tannehill might check every single. If box. you're Terry McLaurin, you got to be ready to kill yourself because, and I say that facetiously because <laughs> you've gone. You're under the radar. Right? I'm ready to kill somebody else if I'm right. Terry McLaurin. No. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, if he's not killing himself, literally his career is being killed because um, he's gone from being this under-the-radar team guy, right? And he never he never gets the, the validation, the attention that he deserves because his quarterbacks have always sucked. Yeah. And now you're getting – you're conceding the fact that you're going to be the worst-rated cor- uh, passing offense in the league. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's what you want. I mean, if you're Terry McClure, you're like, what the fuck am I doing here? You know, I, 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 we, we beat this dead horse so many times, but answer me this. If, if, if we were having a beer with Ron Rivera, we're hanging great out. Great dude. Great guy. Great guy. Do you honestly think he believes that 20, 21 points a game can can win you games in this league to get to the playoffs? I think he thinks you can win enough games if the, if the gods are wow. with you. Because really? if you don't turn the ball over and – I mean, that's the formula. That used to be the formula all the time. Run the ball, I play good it. defense, and you it, win. Look around. It doesn't take it, it doesn't take much to see the landscape has changed. And it's not like it's changed that much recently. This has been a long time coming, man. Right. The it, best teams have the best quarterbacks, but yeah. they're unicorns. We don't have one. We're not we going to get one. We don't. But even teams that have quarterbacks that I, I wouldn't say are top echelon, they're good enough and talented enough to put up points when need be. Yeah, but who are those teams? I mean, like seriously, what what scheme with this personnel? With, with this personnel, I'm with, with this, you. With this personnel, what scheme would make it? It's not like Ron Rivera's scheme is holding us back. He's had terrible quarterbacks. He has. You can't has. win with the quarterbacks that we've had. Now you're right. Um, you're right. And so it doesn't matter what scheme. And I think he's thinking, we're not going to try that, man. We tried to get Carson Wentz. We tried to get Alex Smith. Right, we yeah, tried. We, you know, Fitzpatrick. We yeah. got right. We 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 spent the big money and it's gotten us nowhere. Um, 
and we've been better off playing Taylor Heineke than all those guys. <laughs> and know. this this cat, Sam Howell, may be better than Taylor Heineke. He might be. Right? He might be. And, you, you don't know. And maybe they just say, we're going to roll with it because we're going to go out and spend $25 million on a quarterback, and we're going to win eight games, or we could play Sam Howell win seven games. What's the difference? Yeah. And we'll just run the ball, keep it close, and win more games than we probably should. And I'm with you on that front as far as I I made a face like, oh, this is going to be another boring year. But again, I think it's going to be another boring year no matter what. So until the the slate is cleaned and until we're talking about a true, innovative, young mind – you know, taking the reins of the football team, and at least on the offensive and defensive coordinator side of things, it, it, nothing's going to change. Um, so here is the – well, I thought I had it. Okay, here we go. Um, this is the draft order for 2023. Okay, All now right? we're talking. So let's start from the best teams at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has Pat Mahomes. Right. Philly has Hurts. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, there's a little bit of an outlier. That's an interesting one, isn't right, but, it? But they also have Shanahan. Yep. Cincinnati has Burrow. Buffalo has Allen. Allen. Dallas has Dak. Mm-hmm. Giants, 9-7-1. and one. Mm-hmm. They don't have a quarter, but they were still 9-7-1. and one. I mean, that's sort of in the, the ballpark. Dabble basically did exactly what Rivera wanted to do. Right. I mean, anybody that had double-digit wins, these are the teams that had double-digit wins. Minnesota has Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. above average, established. Dallas has Dak. Buffalo, Cincinnati, San Fran, Philly, KC. San Fran's really the only one of those that um, had 10 wins. Chargers had uh, Herbert, mm-hmm. have Herbert. Baltimore obviously had Lamar. Um, they had 10 wins. That, that's it. Right. So I'm just, the rest of them are in the same boat. Yeah. And I think Ron thinks we're not going to be able to get an elite quarterback. Right. We're not going to go in on car, especially with the ownership where we are. And because of that, we need to be conservative. We need a guy who can design a run play, and this guy's going to be available. Would not surprise me at all. Wouldn't I'd be a little bit disappointed, but would not surprise me at all if Greg Roman was his choice. Yeah, I, I'm fully expecting that. I was expecting that weeks ago. Yeah. You know? It, it 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 makes sense if you it, it it it's overall disappointing, but it makes sense if that's your philosophy for right. next year. Right. We're gonna we're gonna play Sam Howe. Mm-hmm. We're gonna ask him to throw you know nineteen touchdowns and seven eight nine interceptions, um, and that's what you know we're gonna we're gonna have him run the ball. He's pretty uh, pretty athletic. Yeah, and we're gonna have a good running back. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a good running game. Um, and we're going to play good defense, and we're going to try to win nine, eight or nine games. And we're going to take Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and neuter them. And Dotson. <laughs> and, and neuter them. Oh, fuck. I forgot about him. Exactly. God damn. I mean, uh, but Greg Roman is a running offensive coordinator. I mean, he's right. a running game guy. It's where he's been. He's had success. I mean, he was at San Francisco. Sure, he was at Baltimore, right? He was at ba- well, he was at Baltimore for the last couple of years, but before that, mm-hmm. he was at San Francisco, That's and right. I think he was in Buffalo or something. So he had mm-hmm. always had, but wherever he was, he always had good running games. Always. And I think that's what appeals to Ron Rivera. I, I, I think he nailed and it. And if you're Greg Roman, you ain't got to fucking move. You're right here. Yeah. Now, it, it makes too much sense. And, I think it does make sense. And like I told you, weeks ago, this, this was my thought. I just figured that they would hire Roman, but I thought it would have been done by now. But I would tell you this, and this is probably where you and I disagree, I would take Greg Roman over Eric Bieniemy. Something about it scares the shit out of me. I wouldn't take either of them. Right. Uh, You know. But they haven't interviewed anybody that excites me at all. No, not at all. No. Not at all. Again, the ownership situation, that is the elephant in the room. And now that the Super Bowl's done, now that all the on the field stuff's behind us, and apparently I'm, there's no major bids there. Uh, that's I what they say. Getting, I, I Jerry, I'm feeling more and man, more. This I fucker, have this little fucking inkling inside back, of me that says he's just going to come out and go. Yeah, didn't get the numbers we wanted. We're just gonna we're just gonna kind of stay same same right now. We're looking forward to the next decade. If yeah, he makes an announcement, motherfucker, I there will be a revolt because that's worse. Than never making the fucking announcement. Yeah. Right? Making the announcement, going through the bidding, get everybody excited, mm-hmm. and then say, nah, guess what? We're staying, and we're happy to be here, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. We turned over a new leaf. Oh, I yeah. hope people egg his car when he drives by, <laughs> you know. 
Well, he already has basically president level security everywhere he goes and, and at his home. I mean, he is the most hated person. Him and like Bernie Madoff. <laughs> and Jeffrey and Epstein. New, and the new FTX guy was at Sam yeah. Bankman Free. And like Jeffrey like, yeah. Epstein. Like they're all just loathed universally. Uh, like, I can't think of anybody. Well, I got to tell you, man, the NFL is king. And now that it's done, like I said, we turn our attention to college basketball because that's what moves the needle right now this time of the year. Um, yeah, any anything else on NFL or, or anything else like that? Nope. Let's go to let's go to college basketball. Terps. So college basketball is where it's at, man, and it is it is, I think March Madness is gonna be so much fun this year. It's always it's always fun. But I this might be really a unique year in terms of seedings have proven to be less and less important, other than if you're a one. When you're a one and you basically get that guaranteed win in your first game, that's a big deal. But I mean 15s beat twos, yeah. 14s beat threes. I don't think it matters right now what your seed is. You're going to get a tough game to start the NCAA tournament, whether you like it or not, and it's going to be exciting. Well, you know why you're exciting, because Maryland's probably going to make the tournament. I think and they it, are. And it adds a little bit more of excitement. I think they you. are. Um, I hope they are. Uh, so here's where they sit right now. They are 17-8, and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and last week they, they dropped a tough road game at, at Michigan State. Um, only lost by five. Didn't play particularly well, but Izzo does that shit, man. He makes the game ugly. By the way, our producer's here right now, Andrea. She could give two shits about anything in sports in general. She absolutely hates Tom Izzo's face. She's <laughs> like, every time it's on the screen, she's like, why is he just an angry little yeah. ugly man? She's it like, like, it's just yeah. awful. He's, he's like the new Shashevsky. Yeah, he really is. It's just, just whatever happened has aggrieved him somehow. <laughs> exactly. And he's just, he can't believe that people are doing this to him. Yeah. So, but I uh, mean, but uh, yeah. I, I, I like Izzo. I think yeah. he's such a good coach. He, he's a good coach. But, but you no, know, he does have that face that you're sure. like, dude, just stop already. But, um, you know, I was expecting Maryland to win that. So that was disappointing. Um, yes, but, they lost that game. Um, but right before that, by the way, you said you, know, you got to go on the road and beat Minnesota. Oh my God, did they beat Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, they Jesus Christ! Yeah, it felt like, really bad for if that. If I got tickets to that game, I mean, we, you know, it'd be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we drove all the way down here for this shit. <laughs> yeah, that was tough for their. I've had their a couple. Home I've had a couple of oh. those. I spending all that money to go to Caps game. Oh yeah, and being down three nothing like in the first. You're in the beer line and you're down three nothing. You're, you're like, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> you realize you just dropped two hundred on a ticket. You're like, yeah. oh. Jesus. Now, so they, they, they dropped that uh, Michigan State game um, and then came back and beat a tough Penn State team on Saturday. So we actually yeah, went to that not game. Not that tough. Um, so they got one guy on that team, mm-hmm. um, Pickett, and that guy is legit. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got to beat Penn State every time you play him. I, no I, I agree to, with you. No, no excuse um, to lose. Um, that would have been a bad, bad loss. No, no. Agreed. But I will say this. I think it's probably the best game that Penn State has played all year. And I had this feeling, dude, Jerry, they shot they, they shot always, almost fifty percent. They always play Maryland. I, I they always like, play Maryland tough, man. But this is where I was really happy for this Maryland team because it was at home. It was actually the first sellout of the year. Mm-hmm. Um people were people were getting the groove. Yep, Saturday afternoon. And here you are in a nail biter in the second half. Penn State cannot miss. And guess who did not play his best game? Jameer Young. Jameer Young. He struggled. This is where Somebody the evolution yeah. of Reese has really helped because he played a really good, solid game inside, and then Hakeem Hart had a career day. And having that secondary scoring is not something I thought we were going to have. I figured if Jameer doesn't put up 20 and guide us, we lose. But right. that wasn't the case. So, so that was good to see. So that was, that was a good win to get. Um, so Thursday night, it's uh, number three Purdue coming into town. I fully expect Purdue to win that game. I know you and don't want those tickets, and you're going to give them to me for free. You're just waiting to tell me later. It, it, it's possible, actually. Um, no bullshit. It's possible. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you put it out into existence, yeah. and there it is, right? Oh, wow. um, but uh, I will say this. The um, the worst thing that could have happened was Northwestern upsetting Penn State. Yeah, or, or, or Purdue, because now God they're going to come it. in focused. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Although, they've been in tight games the past... They've only been a number one or top five team by default. They actually haven't really played well in about a month. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 every time they, I watch them, they're in a tough game. Shit, man. Maryland was a three-pointer away from tying them. Right. Um, they lost to Indiana. They lost to Northwestern. They beat Iowa in there, but that really wasn't anything special. But that uh, atmosphere should be rocking. It should be amazing. Thursday night. Thursday night. It's an early game. It's 630. You know? I mean, that should be 
Maryland has every opportunity there to 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 make this a great season. Yeah, you know. So here are the six remaining games. Currently seventeen and five or seven seventeen and eight. I'm sorry. Purdue at home at Nebraska. Bunch of whiteies. Um, home to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Home to Northwestern, which should be a pretty good game. That's going to be another a really bunch good of one. smart whiteies there. <laughs> at Ohio State at Penn State. Jerry. All right. Every game's winnable, dude. Every game's winnable. I, I, I mean, at, at that point, you got to. I think you have to end up with twenty-one wins regular season, and you're in. Doesn't really matter what happens at the Big Ten. I've always said if you get twenty, that puts you right around five hundred in conference with the resume that they have and yeah. the good wins that they have. I think twenty's a lock to get them in. I think. Well, you always want to go. I, I think twenty-one is a lock to get them I, in. I, I would agree. Um, and a decent seed too. Like I'm talking, you know, seven, six, seven, six, eight, seven yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, eight would actually suck. No, um, yeah, eight's like one they, of the worst. seven ten sucks though. You, those someone like two of the sevens well, always said, win. Unless you're a one seed and you get Mount St. Mary's in the first round, right. every single first round game is going to be tough. That's yeah. just that's just where we're at in college basketball. I mean, you got to win. You got to beat Nebraska. You got to beat Minnesota. Yep. Right. And of the Ohio State, Penn State, Northwest, Northwesterns at home. Um, you got to win. I think you can. You don't got to, but you, I think you should win two out of three. Right. Mm-hmm. That gets you to 22. 20, 21. Gets you to twenty one because that'll. Be oh, that's four. two out of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but if you, go, I mean, if you go three and three, which you really should, because I mean, like Nebraska, Minnesota, then win one of Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, then you're at twenty, and and if you're in, you're in, right? Yeah. Yep. And then win a game or two at the at the tournament. But don't kill yourself at the tournament. See, I'm with you on that one. You know, like don't don't you don't want to go and lose in the first round, right? But if you lose in the second round, not nah, might might be yeah, that might be a get good, some rest, good plane ticket home. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, man. I mean, it, it, again, it's wide open, and but you look that, at these games. Good job, Kevin Willard, man. Dude, he's a good he's a good in game coach too, he's Jerry. A good coach, man. And that's, he, see, that's the difference for me. Gary, Gary was a eh recruiter. A lot of that was based on the era and a lot of and his, his choice, you know, his choice for yeah. sure. Um, but his in-game coaching was just so fucking good. He right. read the game so well. The guys believed in him. So yeah. he put, picked up a guy off the bench and said, hey, asshole, this is your job. The guy did it, and he did it with conviction. Well, you're Willard's not, got that. He's, yeah, you're you know, not You know if Gary's your coach not getting outcoached. Yeah, right. Yeah, and right now I feel like with Willard we got a chance because even in that um, Michigan State game was a prime example. You know we started that game – we were down fifteen nothing. I know, and we came back and we were ahead with like six minutes left. That's but that was the killer. That's why they lost is that slow fucking start. Exactly right. Took and way too much. To which get back yeah, over the which means they didn't they didn't lose to a better team. Right. They lost to a situation because they didn't come out. Yep. Right. Yep. And that's what was a little bit disappointing. It was disappointing, but on the on the flip side, a road game, nine o'clock against an Izzo team. I get it. And you, there you, you were in the end, making them sweat it were, out, right? You know? But you and, shouldn't and, have been there. That's the that's what your mindset has to start getting around. I, I do agree with you that. You know, because yeah, no, when, when Kansas plays and they lose, they're just pissed they lost. They didn't. Right. They don't. They don't have any moral victories. That whatsoever. is a really good point and and a fair distinction. And I'm with you. If they want to make a deep run in either. Or both the Big Ten and NCAA tournaments, they're going to need to get that mentality. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see, man. I mean, it's it was a good atmosphere on Saturday. I got to tell you, good. I, I would have thought, you know, it was sold out. Um, we kind of just changed plans last minute, and we popped up in the morning, and 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 the guys had stuff going on during the day. And I looked at Andre. I was like, Hey, you want to you want to go down to College Park? Today? She's like, Yeah, let's go. So we went down, hit the brewery afterwards. It was just a nice, chill day. Where's the brewery down we, there? We, no, no, no. We, we hit up. Oh, hit April. I was like, in yeah. College Park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there probably are. They're, they're everywhere now. Yeah, they're, they're, oh, I know. I know. Um, and, uh, you know, so, no, it was fun. And, and, and again, I, I, am, I am excited for the NCAA tournament. Even I am, more too. So because Maryland's relevant. Well, of course. 100%. Maryland should be in the tournament every year. They should, right? And and I want to go to Selection Sunday, sitting there saying, "I, I got to get home because I want to. I want to see where Maryland's right. seated. I want to see what what six seed we get in which region. You I, know, want, which I want region. to see how we're going to be paired against Duke in the second round because <laughs> that's a given. You know that's going to happen, right? They want that matchup. There's going to be some sort of marquee matchup. I don't know, man. I think Duke's going to get a very similar seed to Maryland. Right? Maybe. I mean, Duke's you know, struggling, man. To be honest with you, I don't. 
follow college basketball like I used to because there is such a because West Virginia and Maryland are just not very good mm-hmm. or they haven't been very good in the right. past. So I've I've sort of lost, you know, who is at the top. Um, but you know, I assume that I mean I know Purdue's up there, right? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the Big Ten teams are. I, but I don't really – I don't know a lot about the teams out west, shockingly. See, the, the, the west teams right now are the ones that are, are getting all the pub right now. You right. know, UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona's really good. Well, it's hard Utah's for me to, really good. It's hard for me to say UCLA doesn't deserve because they came and curb stomped 100%. the Terps in, in college. They're Park. a good team, man. Yeah. UCLA's a really good team. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, another – like Willard, because Willard's a Patino disciple, the head coach over at UCLA, he's also a, a Patino guy. He and Willard were like – you know, right. have very similar tracks. Um, well, so they play a lot like Maryland. It'll be interesting to see how Maryland progresses past this because yeah. he's got a whole year now to get his guys in. I suspect he will probably hit some big-time transfer guys. Well, he's going to need to to fill in the roster because yeah. he had to, with with the exodus after Turgeon, he had to fill in. So right. a lot of the role players right now are transfer guys. Right. You know, you don't talk about Patrick Emelian as being a key guy. Or Don Carey. You know, or, yeah, yeah, or Don Carey. But bottom line is, Carey plays twenty minutes a game. He scores six, seven points. And you're going to need d- something. D- yeah. you, you don't just replace that with nothing. You right. need to replace the minutes. You know, right. so yeah, you. no, you're right. He's got the stud freshman coming in. Great, great work. That's what we were brought in to do. Now get that, get that guard. That's you know, fifth year senior from a Big East school. Yeah, you know, who can score 12, 13, 14 points a game. You know. Um, that's what we need to do to, to fill in the roster. So, All right. Well, should we finish up with Zekapatelis? Uh, if we have to. God damn it, man. So they're old. They're not going to win back-to-backs after blowing their wad against Boston. Yeah, but why did they have to play like they did yesterday? Uh, it was awful. That effort yesterday was, was so awful. piss poor. I wish I could say, oh, man, you should have benched this guy or that guy. Uh, he should have just thrown in the towel at the end of the second intermission and been like, "We're we're done today. Take your two points and go back home, San Jose." Yeah, I mean, this, they, is, this is a joke. They just wanted to watch the Super Bowl. That was a joke, dude. But Strom and and Milano get benched end game for what? I don't know, dude. Really? I, I Laviolette. I have been one of his biggest like cheerleaders. He's really fucking pissing me off right now, and I've said it now for a few weeks on this podcast that he's been tinkering too much for my liking. Um, he's he's doing the. I, I've been around the game. I see the game. I know what I'm doing. Hey, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right, just stop. Milano was the only guy skating yesterday. The Caps looked like they had mud in their in their skates, except for three guys. Milano was skating. Eller was skating. He was skating in circles, but at least he was skating. Um, and Faravari was skating. Other yeah. than that, they they literally looked like a team that was just like completely dead, beat on the ropes, didn't even want to be there. Neither player saw the ice in the final nine minutes of period two. That's crazy. Stupid. Yeah. All right, it pisses me off. So, I don't know. Something must have happened. I, I mean, unless they walked up to him collectively and just said, hey, fuck you. You know? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, all right, have a seat then. You right. know? But uh, as far as, as uh, trying to um, discipline in-game by, by, by taking away ice time, dude, you're in a playoff mess right now you need you need to grind and find every point again you can and by the way peter your team is old and slow and these two are young and fast so (laughs) i don't know that benching them exactly uh you know i just i I keep saying it man i know i say it for the last couple years but it's just time to break it down yeah to try to sell everybody except for ovechkin and I know you're not. I mean, you're not. No, nobody's going to take Backstrom or anything like that. No, but, I mean, um, but yeah, again, your best Kuznet, trade. You guys just try to your, your best Kuzi. trade asset right now is Eller. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of getting money and age off the books, and probably getting a decent return for that, because he he's a difference maker for a top tier team. You yeah, know? but you don't. You're not going to get huge return for him. I just I would try to get rid of Kuznetsov. I really would. I, he's just never going to be. He's never going to be someone you could depend on who's going to take over games like. You, just, you certainly can't depend on him. No. He's still perfectly capable of taking over games, Maybe. though. And, and you um, know what he'll do? He'll go somewhere else and take over games. I know. Right? That's how Chandler Stevenson is. That's how everybody seems. To well, do again, it. our run to the cup, Jerry Kuzi took over yeah. half of those games. But man. those that, that's like a decade ago now. It, it feels seems like, like it, right? right? So like I mean, it. that's never going to. I mean, all we can say is the last. Two, three years, he hadn't been very good. No, he hasn't. I mean, he hadn't been very dynamic. 
He, he hasn't been consistent. Right. He's, I mean, he's, he's a good player. You look at his stats, and he, they're fine. But See, but this year is where I've, I've seen the drop-off. He only has eight goals. Yeah. That's, that's not good enough. That's not good. For a guy with that skill set, there's just no way. I mean, either he's disinterested, doesn't like the... Did you see the one goal that we did score yesterday? Yeah. It was him? It's a mop-up goal. Well, he took the puck up the wing. He almost looked over to the middle like to make a little breakout pass. Nobody's there. He was like, fuck these guys. And he put on the afterburners, went right around uh, dip, dip shit for San Jose and, and, and tucked it. Um, I'm wondering if... Why doesn't he do that more? Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if, if the coaching is poor or if the players are just not... Or they're just fucking old, man. Sometimes they're just like maybe when they when they had that winning streak, that w- they expended all their effort. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was part of it. Right now, there's no I mean, Tom Wilson ain't coming back, bro. Dude, that's that's killing us right now. He ain't coming. Killing he us. ain't coming or, back. But hey, like, at least Backstrom's healthy. I'm like, with all due respect, give me a healthy Tom Wilson yeah. and put Backstrom out to pasture. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, Tom Wilson, I mean, he's limping around. He ain't coming back. He doesn't this look year. good. I don't uh, know what happened. And you know who's killing us right now? Not in the lineup? No, Nick Dowd. Dowd, yeah. Dowd not in the lineup is a huge, huge. Because <laughs> he, he was having, he's having a career year. Yeah. You know, and Oshie's beat up. Oshie looks like hell. I mean, he's beat up. He's slow. He's <laughs> Jerry. He loses the puck in the offensive zone, <laughs> so, like every single time. It's and so frustrating. I love him. Oh, me too. No, and, and, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I love Ovechkin. Ovechkin kind of looks like the fat guy at the Y. Like if you leave him open, he's going to drill a three. But with the he just has. I mean, you could just he's slow. Methodical with the puck, mm-hmm. um, crafty. He reminds me of my brother Tim. I love you, Tim. <laughs> right? Tim's not. Tim's not going to run up and down the floor. We, we, if Tim gets a wide open layup, he's probably not going to make it. Right? <laughs> but um, he can shoot a three if you leave him open, and he's crafty with the ball. He'll make a nice pass here and there. It's like the U eighteen rec league, right? <laughs> so you know, I mean, he Ovechkin is when he when he gets the puck. On a on you know down the ice, not a breakaway, but you know just with the puck going down, I never feel like he's going to score. I never feel like he's going to be you know he is a set shooter, and he's a rebound guy now, and he, which is cool because he's so physical. Right. He loves still going up up front and just you know Absolutely. banging bodies. But here's he, the problem: when you put 18 shots on goal in an NHL game, you don't get any fucking rebounds. I know you know. And when you have a power play and you have zero zone time, you don't let your best player and best shooter in history do his job. I I think it's a combination of things right now. Their their injuries have certainly taken a toll, and it's not just the injured players. It's the inconsistency in the lineup. And then it's the toll that it's taking on the guys that are taking the lion's share of the minutes. Yeah. Do you know who looks like a shell of himself right now? Orloff. Yeah. All the minutes he's had to eat against the big boys because Carlson has been out. That's why everybody that likes to rag on John Carlson, that's fine. If you're a Carlson hater, I got plenty of hockey buddies of mine that don't have they, – they do not understand why I defend Carlson. Right. They're like, he sucks, he sucks, he sucks. For years now, Jerry, he eats up 25 minutes a game, and he's near the top. And he can do it. And he's top 10 in the league in defensemen and scoring, right. and he's a, you know, our anchor on the power play. Say what you want about the guy. You don't just replace those minutes with, with nobody. You know, and right. here you have Orloff, who is a world class minute minute guy, super physical, got a hard shot, got a great skating stride, and he just he looks dead right now. Well, they got Carolina next. And Shit. Stuff. Um, I mean, Carolina's where we used to be. You got Carolina tomorrow. You've got I'm trying to pull up the trying to pull up the uh, uh, the schedule for the next five. I'm a little afraid to. Yeah, uh, it's it's it's. All right, so right now the Caps are 28, 21, and sixth. They're in the wild card, um, and but they are sort of trending the wrong way. Yeah, they're they're treading water, which yeah. is not what you need to do when you're in a so in here's a fight. the next five: home to Carolina, home to Florida, at Carolina, home to Detroit, home to Anaheim. And then the next one is home to the Rangers. So they do have five of the next six at home, which I'm not sure is great because they are they that good at home anymore? No, they've been shitty at home. 
So uh, no, I, let me take that back. They've been okay at home. Right. So this is where you have to start your run. Exactly right. If you're going to get right, if you're going to secure a playoff spot, or at you, least get the upper hand and make somebody else you chase win you. Four out of you, six. You, you, yeah, you got to get eight points here. You know, you got to get eight points in the next six games. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, well, and that's I, a, that's a tall task. But I don't know if they can do it. But I, but I don't either. But then, but then Saturday, how do you go on the road to Boston and? Kemp, Kemper, Kemper was good, and and I did say that in our text. I said he was he was brilliant, but Boston didn't even look that dangerous. No, like the, even the flurries that they had in the third period when they were pushing, they weren't really getting many pucks at the net. They I weren't think, it, it, honestly, brothers, like we talked about. I think I think Boston is a team that they just match up well with. Yeah, that, that could be like they know what these guys can do. They know how they play. Um, they're going to play them better than they're going to play like another team. Like Carolina probably feels the same way about Washington. We we know what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, we feel pretty good regardless of who we got in there. We just we just know them. Sure. Um, I mean, I think the Caps have have. I don't know the records, but in my feeling is the Caps win the lion's share of games against Boston. Yeah, they just historically have beaten Boston. Mm-hmm. Likewise. Pittsburgh has won the lion's share against the Caps. Right. Right. Even though we can recall all the great victories, but but mostly, mm-hmm. you know, I think mostly the Caps beat the beat the Bruins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So, but they, but the next six, I mean, they, they if you're going to play, you can't go like two and four. At no, home. no, 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 no. You know, I don't give a fuck who you're playing. You got to play. And that's why yesterday was so disappointing because, granted, second of a back to back, an older team. But they're playing a shit team too. They're playing a shit team. At least get a point, you know. Yeah. And when they got it to two to one, I fully expected the first ten yeah. minutes of that third period to be. They didn't have a shot on goal for the first they eight minutes of the third. Seem interested at all? They were like, "Where are we going after the game?" Yeah, that's when I got pissed because I was like, "This is bullshit," you know. Um, and I do think it was schematic. I, I I do fault the coaching staff. Well, I think we can agree, and even even towards last year, I think we can agree that Laviolette is not an advantage. He may not be a disadvantage, right? But he's not an advantage over other coaches. Mm-mm. We're not going to out scheme people and win. No, um, we may not lose because of a scheme, but it's he's not anything special. He's not. He's uh, he, he he's a good, solid veteran coach, right? Who's um, been around, been around, and he's won at every level. Yeah. Um, you know, and to his credit, he's winning now. I mean, he's got he's got that an aging team with the worst injury bug in the league because they still lead the league in man sure. games lost injuries. I mean, yeah, but you know who gives a fuck about that? Nobody. Nobody cares, man. Nobody has any sense. It's never an excuse. Nope. Um, Tell that they, to the San Francisco 49ers because they, they're, exactly. they're, their little misery tour is... Uh, but they're, yeah. I mean, the caps are old and you know what? <laughs> they're always going to get injured. They're going to continue to get injured yeah. this year. Yeah. Someone's going to come back and some old dude's going to get injured. Right. It's just the way shit goes. Except yeah. for Ovi, who's a fucking... Bionic man. He's a tank, dude. You know, um, but you know. Yeah, but the lack, the lack of Wilson, the lack of consistency with the lineup, it's just killing them right now. I mean, the what they really have to hope is that someone, and there may not be anybody, right? There may not be anybody in Hershey. Someone comes up and gives a spark. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do at the deadline because if they really do think, hey, the East is pretty wide open, uh, I think they got to sell. I, I'm with you, Jerry. I I, I actually don't think they're going to do anything. Yeah. If they if they do anything, it's going to be an Eller like sale. We're just the, and we're, we're just, not going and everybody's going to get pissed off about the return. But yeah. the reality is, you got a thirty something. We're just trying to get rid of a, a trying correct. to get rid of a contract. Yeah, man. Get the contract off the books. He's not going to resign here anyway. And somebody's going to buy him as a rental, and it'll be a valuable rental for a team that needs a three or a four C right. that's making a deep playoff push. Um, and we might only get a couple picks and a couple minor leaguers. That might be it. You I, know, I, I mean, I'd, I I think everybody's on the table yeah. uh, from my point of view, anyway. Yeah, you're just not going to have too many dance partners. No, because nobody wants our guys anymore. Our guys are past their prime. Correct. I mean, you know, obviously there's somebody would want Wilson, but he's non tradable. But uh, but I'm talking about like, you know, Backstrom. Uh, yeah, nobody's taking Backstrom. Nobody's taking Backstrom. Uh, Oshie, oh, I break my heart. Um, but o- Oshi Eller is viable, mm-hmm. right? Nobody's taking Carlson, right? Um, and those are your big ticket veteran wear and tear guys. And dare I say it, I, I you know who might yield the best return on the team? 
If you were to if you were to, to do it, go for a sale right now. Orloff. Orloff. Yeah. I trade him. Yeah. I love Orloff. I think he's a great player. But but I if think you're going to do the rebuild, his, you got to do the rebuild. His value might never be as high as it is right, right now. I mean, if you're going to do the rebuild, do the rebound. Right. Don't do a half rebuild. Mm-hmm. It means everybody's on the freaking table. That's right. Except for Ovechkin. Sure. And Wilson. <laughs> Ovechkin, Wilson, and Kemper. <laughs> and Oshie. <laughs> <laughs> now, Oshie's the more nostalgic one. I'm with you. It would break my heart, but... I'd, I just don't think anybody... I, I might mean, pay somebody to take Oshie at yeah. this point. I'd be like, dude... Yeah, I mean... Again, I love the guy, man. Just, right, I mean, he's, he, yeah, but but you gotta you gotta be hard-ass about it. Right? You can't, you gotta be merciless. D- you, you do. You just have to put all the... Unmerciful. Uh, Whatever, though. You know, you have to put the nostalgia and the, and the and the you know the good soldier stuff aside and say, oh, man, remember that cup run? Yeah, I remember, too. Like you said, it was half a decade ago now. Yeah. I think we are, in a, we are in a rebuild, and let's get started. And then you could just ride the Ovechkin shit while you're doing it. Yep, because that place is still going to sell out. Still play. You'll uh, still, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're still going to rock the red. It's still a hot ticket. Right. Um, but, man, making the playoffs, it's just every... Every GM in the world, dude, they just they get a boner when they get that, you know, they they can see the playoff line at the end of the, I mean, we're just, you know, and they're like, let's go. We are not that consistent playoff team anymore. Nope. So, and I'm not saying anything that McClellan doesn't know. No, right, for sure. But he would probably tell you from a business perspective, you still got to find a way to make the playoffs. Still got to find a way to make playoffs. I get it. Yeah. You know. I get it. Um, but don't trade away Forsberg and get uh, Martin Erat. Okay, let's not. <laughs> You know, bothered, you know what bothered me about that dude? Uh, we probably talked about it is how he just skated with half of his mouthpiece in, and the other half was sticking out of his mouth, like during as he was skating. It's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Like Mahomes last night had his mouthpiece and it was like he was like chewing on it. I'm like, first of all, it's like looks like gum. Like, how does that protect your teeth? Yeah. Second of all, you get that big jarring hit. Yeah, you're gonna want well, that's that sucker in. He has right it here. so he can bite down on right. it, right? But. You know, <laughs> and and I will leave on this. If you want to see a player embellish an injury, he was embellishing an injury because we, did you see him walking down Jerry, the hallway? Jerry, it was Allah Emmett Smith, man. It was the old. Did you oh, see his, his shoulders in the? You know, the announcer. The right, he he's he gets up after that, and I, and I'm sure it did hurt and scared him. Probably scared the shit out of him. Gets up, limps around, right? Oh my gosh, he's coming! Three minutes later. There, he's walking off the field. Then he gets to the tunnel. He just starts and starts trotting. like it, it looks like Kaiser Sose after he gets out of freaking right. And the announcer goes, "He doesn't look that injured. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he was walking with a little bit of a pep in his step, right?" So he he embellished. Oh, he he milked bit. it. He milked yeah. it. You know, hey man, he's you a know. warrior. He is. Well, you know what? He's he's so good. Hey, but he is good. He, you know what? You know what he's doing? Winning Super Bowls. You know what Jerry's doing? Eating. <laughs> and with that being said, wings, beers, and tears. Episode one twenty two in the books. Go Terps. Go Terps. Go Caps. Let's get. Uh, let's let's grind out some points. It doesn't have to be pretty, guys. I'm not saying win. Go out and win four one. I'm saying get me a four three shootout win. I don't care. You know. Let's go, Greg Roman. Oh boy, yeah, and and let's go, uh, Dan Snyder. Sale, please, please, oh, for the love of God, have that get approved. For the love of God, that's 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 what I'm hoping for in this 2023 sports year. So, all right, man, wings, beers, and tears. All right, see you guys next week. Peace. See you.